BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Simpin' After Dark, everyone. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza, back for another episode of Fuckery and Hot Takes with my friends. I do have a special guest today, as I told you guys last week I would. Uh, So welcome back to the episode. Hey, Ashley. How's it going? (laughs) Welcome back, young student loans. This is like your third or fourth episode on something like that so we love a recurring guest a recurring character on simpin after dark if you are new here simpin after dark is a podcast where basically every episode i pick a new song get into the lyrics get into whatever feelings come up talk my shit and yeah basically so just pour yourself a glass of wine whatever light it up roll it up all that shit whatever you do to feel good because every time this guy is on it gets a little toxic in here talking our shit so be prepared okay this is not a time for wholesomeness it's about to get crazy put the kids to bed put the kids, put to, the bed. kids to bed this is not the one for the kids um so how have you been are you ready for this i'm always ready ysl ysl forever but i've been good how you been pretty good you know just doing this i'm excited about this episode it's been a minute it's been a minute i have to have you on every season so this is your time <laughs> And everything that you've been wanting to say, I hope you have it ready. Oh, oh I do. <laughs> All right. So you were letting me know that you did not listen to the song that I sent you. Um, it's all good. It's all good. Well, what had happened was. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about a song called Issues by Reggie Beckton. Um, I had never really heard of him. Also one of those that just came up on like my artist radio whatever but then i clicked on a song and i was like oh i already have a few songs saved by him so i was like okay i fuck with him he's really dope super r&b and this song issues is basically just about like a super toxic situationship one of those relationships where like you kind of like break up get back together but like you go on breaks and then 
still keep in touch Mm -hmm. and then just do fuck shit to each other. Like, just keep trying to hurt each other. So it has a lot of interesting themes because, like, can something like that even work, you know? Like, once there's so much damage done, can you, like, really work that out, you know? I don't know. What do you think before we jump into it? I mean, I mean... A lot of people always say you can work out things, but I think that's unfortunately the thing about once you open Pandora's box, whether you do something wrong, realize you don't love someone, you cheat, you do whatever, just like, well, <laughs> we're here. And like, and everyone doesn't need to be able to get over it sometimes, but sometimes you may not, you're not capable. And yeah, like there's like a threshold yeah. of how much pain you can cause each other, right? Yeah. I agree. I feel the same way. Um, I was telling you kind of about the music video a little bit, so let me just go over it for the listener. Um, It's basically just him and a girl. It just establishes, obviously, they're on a break, but they like each other. They're at the same party. She's talking to a dude in the corner, and he's just, like, eyeballing her, like, obviously, like, pissed or jealous. She's trying to make him jealous, clearly. And then a girl comes up to him and is, like, talking to him. And he's, like, hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> so then, like, they get up and, like, walk out, like, about to head home. Obviously going to fuck or something. So oh. then she's, like, pissed, obviously. She, like, looks mad. But what could she, what can she do? Like, she kind of started it, you know? And that's my thing. Like, I couldn't play that game because I'll get too upset yeah. or I'll just do something stupid. And, like, I don't like living with the anticipation of knowing that someone's going to try to get their lick back. So, like, I think once it's gone too far, it's, like, I'm out. But mm. that's just me, though. You mean, like, if you feel like the stakes just get too high, you just remove yourself? Yeah, because it's, like, if I hurt you and we get back together, I feel like you're just going to try to hurt me back. So let me not, because I don't want to get hurt. I mean, that's the only thing about the whole get back thing is that... <laughs> What's the equal balance? Because, like, the whole thing, because, like, even if you go to the nuance and you say, like, okay, so um, I got back at you because I fucked someone. And then the other person said, well, I got back at you because I fucked someone. Okay, we can say that's equal. But then you find out the person that you fucked or that she fucked, the best person she ever fucked. So now you got to deal with that <sighs> mentally. Yeah. yeah. It's just, like, never just the issue in a vacuum. It's, like, always, like, nuances attached to it. And, like, it can never truly be even, mm-hmm. basically. So it's hard. Also, some people kind of turned on about those things. Uh, some people, that's how you get the... You think so? Uh, yes. <laughs> Have you met someone like that? Uh, Yeah. Or are you like that? <laughs> Thinking about it? There's a... <laughs> there's a competitive thing about me that mm, interests me, but I think I've met people. Competitive, like, in a toxic way? No, not... Oh, no, 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 not, like, in a toxic way but just the i well the idea about like someone um maybe like being interested in someone else but me proving that i'm better than them there's oh okay (laughs) that is toxic (laughs) 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 to me i don't know i mean are you talking about like in the beginning of like a relationship before it's like solid or just even throughout the relationship at the (laughs) beginning Okay, well, let's maybe, like, settle for the new new listeners because, like, some people start off the newest episode and go backwards. Yeah. So maybe you should, like, oh yeah, expand. So a background for anyone <laughs> listening for the first time. I'm polyamorous. And, um, <laughs> um, and I have, like, main partners and then other situations. So it's... So what what is, like, polyamory for you? Just in case, like, anyone, like, is kind of confused on what that means. 
Okay, so in general, polyamory is just uh, the idea of having multiple ways of how you show affection or love. So that can be in a physical sense, a relationship sense. Some people consider relationships that they have, even if it seems platonic as friends, that that's a relationship that I use for emotions. Some people have partners where it's for sexual. Some people have partners where it might be for financial. But the thing is, like, it's in a copacetic thing where everyone understands those things who participate in it. But everyone's rules change. For me, I have, I, all my relationships that are considered partners are all open, meaning, like, I'm open to do whatever I want to do when it comes to like physicality or sexual stuff. And then my partners are open to do whatever they want as long as it's within safety of each other and communicate things as though they need to communicate. And yes, if you tell yourself, man, sounds like a lot of work. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's definitely not an out how some people like to look at it. Like, Oh, you like, you just want to cheat. Like it's not just that simple or black or white. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of times with polyamory, people confuse it with E&M, which is like ethnically non-monogamous, which I view as being a different thing. And ethically non-monogamous is yeah. different from polyamorous. Yes. I personally feel as though, because I feel for polyamory, like there's established partners and established like boundaries. And I feel like for a lot of E&M, if they're in a situation, it's like I essentially, I date this person, but we have open sexual relationships, but I only have, like, one main person. Like, I don't have another. Oh, okay. So it's kind of just, like, ethically stepping outside of the bounds of your relationship. Like, you communicate before you go on yeah. a date or go fuck someone. Yeah, because there's some people who are E&M who aren't in, who don't have a partner. They're just, like, just open. They don't really believe in having just whatever. But the thing about polyamory is, like, you're... I'll, the, the caveat is that some people are single polyamory, which means, like, they just are extended, but they don't have necessarily a main base. Was that, like, solo polyamory? Yeah. Okay. And that's not, that's not me. But, um... <laughs> that's not you? Not, that's not me. Like, because the thing is, like, I have understood boundaries and things, and anytime I get involved with people, I establish and state those, and then my, the people I'm connected to state those things or whatever. But anyway, going back to the whole thing about the challenge thing... Because we're kind of speaking from, like, a monogamous point of view. like Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely been like that about at the beginning of, like, a relationship. Like, <laughs> I guess being competitive, proving being better. Or That's hilarious. Better. I'm um, like, no, I ain't about to compete. Oh, I mean, it's not even really a competing with anyone. just, like, I don't know. It's just still just knowing that there's, like, somebody else on their radar and it's, like, having to, like, prove yourself. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean from a perspective of, like, from that power dynamic, I understand it from that yeah. perspective. But for me, it's more of like, I don't know. I like performing. I like proving myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, to each their own. Sure. But no, <laughs> yeah, I don't think everyone needs to be like that. But I don't, I know you say it's toxic. It, it probably inherently is. But um, <laughs> but no, I just feel like everyone, like, everyone has choices and options. Yeah. Like, and you but I think coming from someone that's polyamory, it's, less toxic because it just kind of feels more in line with just like the dynamic of your relationships anyway yeah. like i think for like monogamous it's more toxic but like yeah. for you it's more understandable because it's like you're dealing with people that have other partners so like that makes more sense and also what i mean by like competing is it doesn't mean like i don't want to say like someone's like actively like if you're trying to talk to like someone they're actively talking to someone else but they're just like oh prove yourself i'm not mm -hmm. talking about that i'm talking about just in general like I guess what people call it the talking stage. Mm -hmm. but 
Is that what the monogs say? The talking stage, yeah. <laughs> the monogs. <laughs> I don't like that word. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess the talking stage. Like, people be talking to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, like, is it, is it wrong? I guess I kind of like the word dating better. I mean, it depends. Like, are you just like hooking up, or are you just fucking, so or are you actually talking? Because to me, dating, like talking, is like if you're dating to enter a relationship. You know. Like, feeling them out before you make it official. That's what talking is to me. So, yo, that's wild. Because I, I have <laughs> I have this weird thing. So, do you <laughs> think you can be dating someone without actually having a conversation establishing that you're dating with the other person that you think you're dating? Uh, I think it just makes it messy. Because then somebody else could just be, like, thinking you're just hanging out. No, I'm, no, I'm saying that's the that's thing, right? Because I... Unfortunately, historically speaking, if I'm hanging out with someone, I just always use hanging out and I yeah. consider it dating. But then I've been in a situation where someone's like, oh, no, we're dating. I was like, oh, we never had this conversation. I mean, I think you could only call it dating yeah. if you're going on actual dates. Because if you're going what, on like date what, dates. What counts as a date? Like something like cute and planned out, tailored to them specifically versus just like come over Netflix and chill type thing. You know, something with more effort where it's like you're courting. So if it's just going to someone's house, that's not dating. No. No. I agree. Yeah, that's just like you're hanging out. You're fucking. We are. Yeah. We're hanging out. I think like dating, like if you're going to say dating without having the conversation, then it needs to be these dates where it very much seems like someone is courting you. But either way, I think you should have that conversation because somebody might just be into going on dates without trying to go anywhere. Yeah. So it's just never safe to just assume. No, I I agree, and yeah. I am all about over communication because yeah. I've been in too many, unfortunately, too many situations where like, like someone that like hung out with, let's say three times, and let's say is over the spread of like five months or something. Oh yeah, that's. And, and it was like, yeah, they'd be like, well, you know, someone I'm dating, and I was like, wait, what? Dating. We're hanging uh, out with somebody three times over the span of five months. That just means you hung out three times over the span of five months. That's all that means. Um, Ashley, this is why I like coming back for something after dark because we're always on the same page. <laughs> like, that's just like to me, if we're talking or dating, like I'm going to need to see you way more than that. And it's going to be fucking established that this is something because I'm going to be like, you better not be talking to nobody else. If that's what I want, if I like you like that. Is that how the monogs break it down? That's how the monogs break it down, <laughs> even though I hate that word still. But whatever. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into some of these uh, lyrics, okay? And by the way, this guy is really cool. Um, he doesn't seem too big, so keep an eye out for him. I don't know where he's from or anything. I just followed him on, like, Twitter. Nice. And I was like, he is cool. Every time I see his last name, I always think it's Bitcoin. Me too. That happened to me too. <laughs> I was like Reggie Bitcoin. Reggie Bitcoin. No, it's Beckton. So that that might be good marketing, brand association. Brand. <laughs> positive brand association. Positive brand. If it's association. positive, I'm not really too into the crypto thing. Uh, I know. have some. Oh, yeah. but that should been tanking. I mean, yeah, that's the best time to buy. I know, but I'm also like. <laughs> 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 oh, my pockets, they hurt. <laughs> Where did my money go? <laughs> Where all my coins go? Yeah, but definitely a good time to buy. 
good time to buy. I think it'll come back on. Hang on, guys, to the moon. Is that a is that a date ender for you? If you go on a date and the dude just starts talking about crypto the whole time? Ooh, <laughs> I probably would be annoyed just because it's really fucking boring. Mostly, mostly that's why. Nothing against crypto, but like, don't talk my ear off about something. Mm-hmm. You know, unless I'm like asking questions, then I'm interested. If not, shut the fuck up. Always, Next uh, topic, please. Yeah, I always tell, I always tell like, unfortunately, dudes I talk to when I say like, I don't know how to talk to. There's <laughs> one I'm trying to talk to. I was like, have you ever like asked them a question about themselves? To like, that's it. If you ever run out of things to talk about, how about just ask the person something about them? They'll keep the conversation going, and they're just like, oh, never thought about that. Literally, foreign concept for a lot of people, for a lot of men. <coughs> foreign concept. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, so intro, he says, I thought I told you not to break my heart. Wait a minute. Verse one, just look at who you came with and you wonder why I'm jaded. You used to run my mind like daily. Now you running up my patience. I get that we both famous. I hate the fact that we get painted. So tell me what you're saying because we both a little faded. It must be my fixation on good girls who love creators. I wonder why I'm complaining when I knew what I was facing. Mm. Okay, so mm. I like that. Very mm. real, very just like That's relatable. That's industry talk right there. Yeah, just kind of painting a picture. Like the whole, I get that we both famous. I always wonder like what the fuck that would be like to be super famous and dating or just like in the industry in general where like you're around a lot of people and all that. I feel like we kind of talked about that one time. Yeah. I remember mentioning like Iowa and like <laughs> when you're like in a different state, like I don't want to, you know, that's fine. But like that would suck to be in the same city as someone finding out they're like fucking all these people or flirting and having to like see pictures and like people hitting you up like, yo, I see your dude here. He's like with all these girls. Yeah. It's just messy. Also, it's Delaware. Oh, Delaware. I said Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, nah, same, Iowa. Same thing. I, now I fucking offended another state. Nah, it's fine. I knew someone who was fucking someone in Iowa. I was like, how the fuck you find them? No way. They were trying to get that exclusive. <laughs> the untouched. No offense to anyone from Iowa. Um, no offense whatsoever. I think. Do I have listeners in Iowa? 
I mean, I don't know. Shout out to Iowa. Shout out to Iowa. Shout out to Delaware. You're looking good. Shout out to, you know what? I think I said Iowa because I think I do have listeners in Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) I love you guys. They're going to be like, like, oh, yeah, once upon a time I was fucking on somebody from Iowa. (laughs) I'm just ignorant. Okay. Um, but yeah, so basically you could picture, I talked about the music video, like he starts off with like, just look at who you came with and you wonder why I'm jaded. And like, that is such a familiar feeling. It's like being questioned by, questioned by someone that's like, why, like, don't you trust me? Blah, blah, blah. But then like, they do all this shit to make you not trust them. That's like the most toxic shit ever. Dealing with someone that can't like realize the consequences of their actions and like why you are the way you are with them. So it's like at that point, do you just leave or are you working it out? Me personally, like if you're not even going to be understanding after like doing me like that, that's fuck you. Now I'm just more mad. Like I'd rather like someone do me dirty and like if we're going to work it out, like at least acknowledge it and just worship me and bow down. And that doesn't just get your your fires burning. That really burns me up. They don't like. They don't. They don't make you want to <laughs> fight more. I'll be like, I can't believe you would disrespect me. Like, I'll show you. Like, I just want to know that you fucking know at least. But like, I couldn't do this whole shit where you're like going back and forth, like trying to get each other jealous. That I don't get. And I'm sure when you're like in the industry, like going to the same parties and all that, yeah. it's even fucking messier. I will tell you, one hundred and ten percent. Everyone is fucking the same people. And industry-related things. And do you feel like people are more likely to be, like, toxic like that in the industry? Um, <sighs> Like, do people have, like, an understanding that, like, well, we're going to be around people more? Well, it's, I, think it's a, I think it's a concept of, like, if you understand that you may be existing in vapidness, that everything's vapid. So, like, I don't really care. Like, it's one of those things, like, uh, where people say, oh, you know what you're getting yourself into. And it, Unfortunately, like for a lot of the things when it's it comes the last line right here. Yeah. And that's like a real thing. Like whether it's like the art industry, fashion industry, music, movies, a lot of times those relationships are vapid, but also people quote unquote are artists, but everyone's like connected and whatever. And everyone's in situationships and situationships don't have boundaries. So they end when they end and then people just keep going and you charge it to the game. Cause it's just one, one long ass situationship. Yeah. Cause like I said, especially in LA, it's, even though it's big, when it comes to industry, it's so small. Oh, yeah. And you'll see a lot of this, like, same people. You'll be surprised. Like, the longer you're, like, in any kind of just creative environment, industry around people, it's so fucking small. And that's why you have to just, like, be careful the way you move. Because, like, you yeah. can fuck someone over and yeah. turns out they know somebody over here. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It could get messy. Been in those boats before. (laughs) Yeah. So as like messy as it gets, I think like the stakes are higher too. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of why it's so messy because it's just like you kind of have an understanding that like everyone knows everyone and more shit's going to be put on blast. You're going to be around more people. I don't know. It sounds fucking wild to me. But like it's also like I listen to this and I'm like, that sucks. Like. They love each other, <laughs> but they're just, like, in a shitty-ass situation. It's just messy as fuck. Hey, man, you can love someone and not be in love with them. Oh, yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> All right. And then the pre-chorus, he says, look, we keep fucking like we painless. 
One day we lovers, then we strangers. No interruptions or discussions. It's a ruckus. It's like a playlist. Because all we doing this playing, oh, we've been going through things. So I wanted to talk about that line specifically. He says, look, we keep fucking like we paint, like we painless. One day we lovers, then we strangers. Which I think just like a good question. Like if you're some in something like that where it's like, a relationship slash situationship, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have issues, you love each other, and, like, you do want to be together, but you keep kind of hurting each other. Like, is it a good idea to keep fucking, or should you be celibate? Because, like, my thing is, like, if you don't fuck, then it's, like, I feel like it might clear the air and show that, like, you probably shouldn't do this. But then it's, like, that's probably the only thing holding you guys together, like a false sense of closeness. You know what I mean? Oh, I 100% agree. I've been in, unfortunately, enough situations where there was some, not necessarily even in a relationship, maybe, let's say, situationship, and there was some discrepancy about feelings and expectations that were not discussed, and I was like, you know what, maybe we should stop fucking and figure out what we want to do, and then then someone would say the word Han, or Young student loans. Han. 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 How, how dare you pull the wool and pull the carpet from under me? As in like, sex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I've had that statement. I was like, I'm not trying. Because then I'd be like, it seems like you're trying to punish me. And I'm like, that's not what I'm doing. I'm 100% just trying to have clear air. Yeah, because sometimes you really are just like, Dickmatized or like mesmerized by the pussy or like whatever it is like continuing to have sex when you have like a chaotic relationship sometimes that's going to be the only thing that's keeping you guys together yeah like you don't have a clear head even though like people talk about post not clarity you know i was literally about to say post not clarity i actually wanted to do a song called post not clarity i don't know if you know the artist alameda she did that song, Bleach My Eyebrows. Maybe. It's like, I don't even know. I'll show you after. But it was like more of like a playful song. It would have been fun too. But I was like, we'll probably end up talking about it anyway. Yeah. But Maybe. that it's kind of a different concept. That one's more about like her being like, I should have stayed celibate. Like no. having sex and it was disappointing anyway. And oh, she's like, no. you must you must have been fucking liars. Like because you suck in bed type thing. No. But you know. Kind of same thing. Oh, post not clarity. Have you ever had post not clarity before? Um, you know, I went through my whole phase, and fortunately, I was like really drunk for it. Maybe it, it happens sometimes. Yeah. So I think if I would have been sober, I would have had more post not clarity. I feel like you can't really have post not clar- clarity unless you were sober when you did it. Because uh, if not, like you just don't even remember it. I'm talking like blacked out over here. Whoops. Uh, Sorry, mom. Oh my god, she listens to this. You can talk. You can have post night. Cl- hey, mom. <laughs> you can. Talk- <laughs> you can have post night clarity like in the morning, where like you just look and the next. But I think that's. Oh yeah, like, no, I don't. Mm, that's why true. Did I, why did I do this? Yeah, that's true. Okay, maybe I have had that. We don't even like each other. I hate you. Why oh did I God. Do this? That's also post night clarity. Yeah, that's true. Bit like with strangers. I mean, oh, I'm like I, really I mean, outing yeah, myself right I mean, here. You can, I mean, yeah, you could definitely. We mean strangers. She, had, she knew them less than six months. That's what she means by yes. strangers. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's bad. Postnet clarity is 
a bitch. I mean, yeah, post nut clarity. But what about in a relationship? Oh no, there's definitely post nut clarity. I mean, like this, that's there's like I feel like there's like uh, post nut euphoria and then post nut clarity because there's Does definitely that come after the euphoria. Yeah, because there's like the a- I think there's an aspect of uh, I f- feel like a lot of times with like bumpy relationships, there's an aspect where you're like you can exist and be like I hate this person, like I hate everything about them. But then when you're physically get next to them, then something gets sensual. Then you remember the physicality, and it's like, okay, we're gonna get involved. All the endorphins or whatever. Yeah, and then you're having sex. Hope, and if it's successful, satisfying sex, then you're just like, okay. Like, yes, I love them. Oh my god, I miss them so much. Yeah, and then you can talk about things like, why were we even fighting? How did we get here? Like, we need to just remember how much we love each other. Okay, yeah. we can't fight like that anymore. And then post night clarity may hit you the next day when someone says, "Why the fuck didn't you text me after I left your house?" <laughs> when they like, when they remind you of the reason why you hate <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's that's. I've had that happen to me so many times. That's like, why. Oh, yeah. Same. This is why we can't work out. Mm. And then the thing I will say, I will be open like, this is why we can't work out. And I was like, but Han, what are you talking about? Obviously, we can fix this if you just change this thing to this thing. And uh, I was like, I don't want to change this thing to that. Thing. Yeah. And that's why that's why there's an issue, because nobody wants to change. <laughs> nobody wants to change. It's hard. And I, I saw something where it was like, if it's like hard to make yourself change why like do we think we can make other people change god complex literally because it's like how hard is it to like make yourself just fucking sit down focus and do shit and stop procrastinating or do this or that or do what the fuck you have to do to get where you need to be think of how hard that is and then picture what you're trying to like make someone else change like why do you think that's going to be any easier i mean i think some people think i think someone approach it they can tell someone what to do objectively and still not apply it themselves. Hell, parents do it all the time. A parent would be like, you should be doing this. And you say, mom or dad or whoever you are, that is my guardian. You don't do those things. First of all, don't do what I do. Do what I say. <laughs> literally my mom all the time. Like, why, why are you talking to me like that? I'm like, what do you, you literally just came at me like that. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you hey, started it. Hey, mom. <laughs> but yeah, that's so true. It's like we don't like to hold ourselves to the same standard. I mean, like, I don't know. They always say, like, accountants are really good with other people's money, but usually horrible with their own money. Ooh, so. That's a good one. Yeah, I can, I can, very true. I can, if someone comes to me and it's like, hey, Han, hey, hey, young ones. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm in a situation where, um, I keep fucking up, and I don't know what's happening with me and my partner. And I say, well, clearly it's this, 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 and this. If you at least attempt to change this, communicate about this, say you're going to work on this eventually, and then you'll get to this once we get over the hump, y'all can figure it out. And I can say okay, that. Okay, relationship guru. But, like, and I can listen to that and not do any of those things myself. Right? That is hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. I think who was on here one time? And I was, like, telling them how this one guy one time was, like, were you, like, always preaching about relationships, but, like, do you follow your own advice? And then he was, like, he said, like, they say that those who can't do teach. <laughs> I'm, like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't fucking know you, guy. <laughs> but, I mean, that's true. That's Man. not always true, though. Mm. That's mean to teachers, you know. I'm, no. You know, whatever. 
fuck you, I do. I mean, some people just rather teach versus do or. Yeah, and sometimes you just teach because you're fucking wise, all right? Also, it's, it's easy to remove the emotional, subjective, subjective element when looking at someone else's life because you just look yeah. at it objectively. True. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Very true. That's why people can say like, oh girl, you don't look good in that and give you advice on how to dress, but then they can wear something that doesn't look good in themselves. That's so true. Yeah, it's easier to point the finger then. Yeah. Look in the mirror and be like, wait, wait, my hand is in the mirror. <laughs> Actually, one of the songs on his EP, what is this EP called, by the way? California? I think so. Yeah. I didn't even realize what it's called. California, 2021, by the way. There's yeah. 12 songs. I don't know if it's an EP or an album, but they're all really good. But there's one song on here. Which one was it? Oh, Scratches in the Mirror. I was like listening to the lyrics where it's like basically yeah there's too many scratches in the mirror just like looking and realizing all the damage you do to yourself and everything that's mm -hmm. wrong with yourself and all this stuff i was like oh this is good too there's a lot of good songs on this so go check it out y'all uh, sounds like self-reflection i hate that yeah fuck that fuck who that has time for that self-reflect i gotta keep pushing i get to this paper no time gotta get this back yep and then the chorus is just basically, we used to be in love, now we got issues. That That's all. Very relatable, understandable, straight to it. Oh, like, let everyone know who can't see this. Uh, she zoomed in to see letters that were already too big. <laughs> <laughs> I need glasses, okay? It's okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> verse two. But how much more could my heart break? How much more could my soul take? Should we just kick it and escape? Get JDs, marry a classmate? Oh. What? I don't know the reference to escape and JD from Jermaine Dupri. I assume that's oh, Jermaine Dupri. Okay, I saw escape, so I figured JD, and I was like, I couldn't figure out what that was. But I assume Jermaine Dupri. Very R&B. I know we said we'd really try, but after we apologize, the same old mistake, the same old headache, the same old risk we take, it must be my fixation for good girls that are vacant. I know I'm acting crazy, but the heart ain't what you play with. She ain't a good girl, bro. She oh, she's not? She for the city. Or is she just reflecting his actions? No, she's, she's whatever you are. <laughs> if you're toxic, she's also toxic. What came first, the chicken or the egg? We don't know. That's rough because it's like yeah. someone always does something, and I feel like the more damaged you are, the more triggered you are, the more you sabotage. When like maybe it could be first like fixed if yeah. you didn't sabotage. Yeah, I don't know, but that's why it's like so hard to take a step back and be like, "Am I willing to work this out?" And yeah. just that takes a lot of putting your ego aside and living with the fact that someone did you wrong mm -hmm. without like retaliating or trying to hold it against them for the rest of the relationship. You know, in the game we play, there's winners and there's losers. <gasps> Could it be a tie though? Um, yeah, there can be a tie. I have a, I have a lyric that says play the game. If you want, it'll be a tie. <laughs> oh shit. So you know what's up. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> um, 
I've played the games. It's hard out here. It's hard out here. No, it's hard out here for oh, a pimp. <laughs> when you trying to get this money for the rent. <laughs> a bop. Maybe I'll do that song on. Everyone always talks about that song <laughs> from Hustle and Flow, but they don't talk about the problematic ass other songs from that movie. Well, that that Whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. Damn, they had all the bops on that. All the bops. I fucking adapt from Blackish. I always forget his name. Anthony Anderson or whatever. Like, because he's in the, like, yeah, yeah. You see it's <laughs> so fucking that funny. And it's so bad. <laughs> it's like so, like, ee, but it's good. It's good. I love when a movie has like a great, like, the songs in it are actually fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, they put in the effort. That was a good ass movie. Uh, all right so that's a song but we got a lot of themes in this and a lot of fucking points to talk about okay we got a lot of questions and things to ponder preguntas yes all right where shall we start all right so i was just thinking about because the song is called issues it's like we used to have issues uh what did it say gotta go back zoom back in we used to be in love now we got issues so you know you know, sometimes you listen to the song and, like, not the whole thing applies, but it's, mm-hmm. like, the chorus applies. So yeah. let's focus on the chorus. We used to be in love. Now we got issues. So another issue I was, like, thinking about, I'm like, okay, you got problems in a relationship. Like, what is it usually? Mm-hmm. Problems is the issues. It's, like, trying to communicate to each other what are the issues without, like, making shit worse. Like, how do you go about communicating an issue because I feel like everyone is very different. Yeah. Some people like it straight. Some people are very sensitive and don't want to hear it at all. Is it hypocritical to call someone out if, like, you're not perfect? Can you say shit? I mean, ever? I mean, you can always say whatever you want. Like, you don't got to be, like, perfect to say shit, right? Yeah. I think this. so. I think the biggest issue is realizing that it is an issue. I think. And my involvement with the monogs is that <laughs> is that sometimes you feel like you're obligated to deal with things that you should not feel obligated to deal with. So you don't even know it's an issue. Like even with people compromising their time in ways that create frustrations and don't even know they can say, hey, I feel like this is compromising some things I want to do. And like sometimes people don't talk as honestly with each other. Just even the idea of like, I don't know, like, I feel like over-communicating or communicating enough sometimes gets, like, swept under the rug. And this is a generalization. A lot of people in monogamous relationships who communicate thoroughly, but there's also a lot of people who just don't communicate thoroughly. They just assume, you you know the vibes. Yeah. No, I don't know the vibes. That's why we have issues. <laughs> That's why we got to talk about it. Yeah. Wait, so how would that differ in a not monogamous situation? Like, because you said, like, things you got to deal with in a... Uh, I mean, relationship. I mean, I've been in situations where the same problems happen because like a lot of times people like be like, I'm poly, I'm a tri-poly, but they just have the same behaviors that they may have gotten like trained when it comes to monogamy, like expectations, like the like the expectations on partners and things, but not actually communicating them. And for me to be in a polyamorous like situation, I have to over communicate. So even if, like, someone didn't state that they have an issue with something, I just feel obligated if the energies feel off to be like, hey, seems like something's off here. You sure nothing's going on? And they'd be like, no, it's okay. I was like, are you absolutely sure? 
Because I'm feeling envious be like, why I think something's off. I was like, and the thing's like, that's annoying. And like, it feels annoying. You get taught, like, no one wants to say more than you really want to say it. Because uh, we get taught, like, uh, we want to em- embrace this romantic aspect of things, right? We just want everything to work. Yeah. Because I even think about the whole, like, thing that got taken out of context with, like, Jada and Will Smith, where, where Jada was, like, talking about, um, Asexual having something, it it wasn't hitting the right way, and and she realized that it was like selfish on her to never express to Will what would make her feel sexually satisfied. And she just was like, oh, I just wish he would just know and it would just connect. Like we get taught to romanticize yeah. as I did. Bro, the way their shit gets blown out of context pisses me off so like bad. Like say. they try to make him like the fucking victim. Like, bro. Yeah, I would like to say on this podcast on the first. I was here. I commented on all of that. <laughs> we we talked about that <laughs> way back, okay, back but, in two thousand twenty one. Yeah, but anyway, like yeah, stuff got blown out of proportion. But anyway, yeah, we romanticize things. So we just assume that if someone's our soulmate, they should just understand these things. Like, no, nah, sometimes you people need to change. If they don't know the issue, they can't fix the issue. Yeah, and if you don't say it, and it can be on both sides, men, women, or anything in between. You just gotta commu- just say what it is, like communicate. I wonder, do you think over-communication can be an issue? I think... <laughs> or do you think, like, you can never communicate too much? I think in reality of things, you can never communicate too much. But I understand where someone can feel annoyed or f- be told information. Like, it's always something. <laughs> yeah, because that could be someone's... But that, but that goes into... That, and that means there's a bigger issue. Like, there's so many different things. It's like, different expectations at that point, probably. Yeah, and that's... But that's something you have to communicate. But if you don't yeah. realize that... So, like... It's like it, you still have to communicate to fix that. You feel like there's the overcommunication, but really it's not overcommunication. It's something else. Either way, you need to communicate more to fix that. Yeah. So the answer is always communication. Because yeah. the thing is, like, if you are a type of person where you don't like responding immediately back to people or you can text someone one time a day and that's fine, but to someone else, they're just like, I need you to text me throughout the day. If that's something that you physically don't want to do or can't do or you don't want to even try to do that's annoying to you, and that's someone thing that someone else really wants, and they don't want to compromise on it. That's an issue that seems like y'all can't fix, and seem like y'all should choose another path if y'all can't compromise on that. But you would never know if you don't talk. And about that's it. what I think some people were like. The problem really lays is that sometimes you can communicate something, but you know the other person wants to promise or like think that they can fix the issue, but really it's just like in their DNA. It's fucking impossible. Yeah. But it's like as much as you keep communicating it, nothing is changing, but they keep promising. And that's like fucked up because yeah. you're just like making someone think that it could work or like stringing them along, making them think that it could be different. And just if you're like constantly having to apologize for the same thing, then maybe it's literally just in your DNA and you need to just communicate that that's not something that you could do so that the other person could find someone who's willing to do that. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, so communication is key, but so is comprehension and being honest when you communicate. Because you can communicate all day, but if you're sitting there fucking lying, making false promises, nothing's going to fucking change. Um, yeah, that's super suck because that plays with someone else's emotions. And yeah, I think it's, I mean, I think that's in, like abusive, but a lot of people don't know like that type of behavior is abusive, but they get taught to and do that's that. That's true. Stuff. Yeah, people usually think of like abusive just as like purely physical. Yeah. But not really like how your actions can affect someone. Because like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, even talking about the issues thing, like 
a lot of people don't like having hard conversations. And the thing is, like, if you emotionally care about someone, you can, like, care about someone, but also be like, yo, I don't think this is going to work because I think that, like, you want this out of me. I can't do that. Yeah, like, we're too different. The things we want are too different. But we get romanticized. We could still have love for each other and you idealize, like, what it should be. Yeah. What it could be if things were perfect, but nothing is ever perfect at the end of the day. So then, like, that kind of brings up something else I wanted to talk about, like, the whole idea of ride or die through thick or thin. Mm -hmm. And, like, I know that's probably different for you with, like, polyamory, like, marriage. I don't know. Do you want to get married? Or, like, is that something? I think you've said you don't, right? Do I? (laughs) Do I, Ashley? Um, I feel like you have said that that's not for you. I've never... To be honest, I've never imagined myself necessarily getting married um, in a traditional sense. Um, there's people who are polyamorous who get married, uh, whether it's to they have a main partner and they may have other partners that have whatever with, or some people get married to all their main partners, depending on where you are. I think for me, that's not really my main focus, but the idea of thick and thin, I think. Like, the idea of sticking through it with someone, no matter how fucking crazy it gets. Um like yeah, I I I have those emotional connections to certain people where uh, even if the version of what we end up being isn't necessarily what I necessarily want or imagine now, I'm still there for them. And I'm and that's also the thing about polyamory. Like the situation can change. Like I'm not naive enough or dumb enough to think that someone I care about a lot may fall in love with someone else or may see a more functional relationship, however version whatever version they imagine what happened with someone else. And by understanding as human, humans change. And I would never want to block someone from being happy. And, but I also don't want to hold on to something that isn't realistic and someone's faking the funk for me. Cause I'll just feel animosity towards it. Um, and, and that's the thing that super sucks about how people get taught about love and affection because you put so many chips into things and you feel like if this doesn't work out, then like what did I put all this investment into? But, yeah, so for me, thick and thin, like, still a thing. Like, even if, like, my main partners or would just be like, hey, huh, realize that this version of me is changing and you can't do the thing or you do whatever. I'd be like, okay, I understand. What about in terms of, like, it's something you keep communicating about and nothing's changing? And, like, you need this to change or be the way you want it to be in order for this to work? Uh, No, I've... I mean, like, I, fuck I'm, you, I'm leaving, because obviously oh, no, you can't no, no. be what I need, or are you sticking it out? Oh, no, I I was like, I have stuck it out. I have, I have, you know, the version of me that left L.A. to go to Japan in 2019 is not the version of me that exists right now. Hell, the version of me that was on the first episode of the show is not the version of me. I've, like, had a lot of growth. I am not the same version of me that I was at the beginning of the show either. Mm. <laughs> Season two? Season, Season three? Two. Mm. You could probably a bunch of clips together of me <laughs> contradicting myself on this over and over humans be contradicting is how yeah it happens, but we change but no i it because i think a big journey for me is just like yeah sometimes i've existed before and i was like oh i can't be wrong i'm doing the right thing i'm open-minded i know all these things and then the thing is that everything changes for each individual person and then i'm definitely for example i've had a bout of where someone would critique me and say Something I'm doing bothers them or something. I, just, I won't keep it there. Just something general that I'm doing bothers them. But the thing is, no one else tells me that behavior bothers them. But that doesn't mean 
that's not a bad trait. It could just mean they just have normalized themselves and you don't ever express it to me that they don't like it. And I, and I was just in a situation where I kept doing that. But then it was like with someone I care about. And I kind of process it afterwards. Like, if I care about someone and they keep saying it's an issue. Yeah, I think I sometimes people take around. it personally and yeah. like think if somebody tells you like they don't like this, that it means that you're a bad person or yeah. that you're doing something wrong. But realistically, it doesn't mean that. It just means that that specific thing is triggering someone or upsetting them. And like it's not really like that you're a bad person. It's yeah. just they don't like that. And it's okay to change that. I think so many people are just like stuck in their ways and feel like they don't have to fucking change for no one. Like just so stubborn. Yeah. That they're willing to just like lose a relationship or just throw something away in the name of just like I am who I am, like like it or leave it. That's, no. that's kind of toxic. It's super toxic. And yeah. but like I said, like we get so taught that like we just put all our chips into one thing a lot of the times and because even I think about it now with people I've talked to is like yo because I even imagine it's like man I put years into something like well we're gonna figure it out gone to we've gone to fruit because i always imagine like if i got married to someone if i did choose the path of getting married and like i don't know eight years in i don't know if they wanted to start hooking up with someone else or i did or like with some energy was like off I was like well we we're together we're best friends now we gotta figure out what version of us being together like if it wasn't like an abusive thing obviously yeah. but just like there was not the passion and they may connect i was like okay i understand i don't like because at this point, like, if it's not toxic and we are literally best friends, but the passion towards certain things changed, I'm just like, we're a team. I want to support you. I want to because I, I, and for me, and that might be a polyamorous way to look at it, just like whatever makes the person I care about happy, I want to do that. Because if you're happy, I'm happy. But also, if you're actively trying to work to make me happy, and then it's yeah. Because what if, like, what makes them happy makes you sad? Yeah. And that's something you have to deal with. And you have to remove yourself because that's toxic. Yeah, because I think we have so much, like, a mentality that's normalized of, like, you know, ride or die, stick it out through thick and thin. And, like, realistically, I think if you're just getting hurt, you have to remove yourself because, like, it doesn't mean that they're bad or whatever. It's just, like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Like, they either can change or they are who they are, and, like, that's who they're always going to be. Yeah. So you just have to, like, weigh it out. If you can write it out and, like, you're okay dealing with that shit, go ahead. If not, I don't care if you've been in something and you're, like, fucking 40 years old, 50 years old. I think you should fucking leave if you're not happy because someone out there will make you happy. I think you should, too. Period. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, all right. What else do I have over here? All right, so I had an Instagram post that I sent to you earlier. It's actually something that somebody sent to me. They wanted me to talk about. So I was like, perfect. We can get two people's perspectives. Because I feel like when people, like, ask me stuff, I'm like, okay, I can give you my perspective. But when I got two people's perspectives, that's even better. Almost like having more perspectives gives perspective. We love more perspectives. Love it here at Simping After Dark. All right, so it's kind of like a it's kind of a read, so you guys uh, buckle down. Cool. I remember when me and my ex-husband divorced, and I found out he stopped drinking his new relationship. Dot dot dot. I cried like a baby because that was all I ever asked him to do to keep his family. Dot dot dot. That shit hurt. Dot dot dot. When I spoke to him, I remembered asking him, "Why her? Why did he stop drinking?" For her. 
And he said she was patient. You wasn't. I'm also adding commas where they should have added commas. <laughs> let you know. Um, those words hurt. Because I was confused like, what the fuck you mean? I was patient for 13 years. But after going through my healing, I finally understood what he meant by she was patient and I wasn't. He meant she allowed him to be himself, look in the mirror and see his own flaws in order for him to see he needed to stop drinking. And me, on the other hand, I held that mirror to his face daily, making him see all flaws I thought he had. Not giving him a chance to see them himself. Now, in my current marriage, people say my husband changed since being with me. Truth is, I learned from my ex-husband, ex-husband's girlfriend, there's some grammatical errors here, dot dot. So I learned from my ex-husband's girlfriend. Yeah. So I became patient. I allow my husband to be himself. Grow at his own pace. Congratulate him for his minor achievements and his healing process. She's doing a lot for him. That's not part of this, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I notice those small things make a difference in a man. So it wasn't that he changed for her or my current husband changed for me. It's the fact we allowed them to be themselves and heal at their own pace, which in return... Helped them see the change they needed to make and become the men they desired to be for themselves. The end? Dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have so, so many thoughts. Hi, yo. I think this bitch got gaslit. Yeah, I'm going to say like (laughs) off top. (laughs) <laughs> Any dude listening here, um, I get it. Life's hard. Um, the patriarchy was made before you were born. You exist in it. We're taught to be emotionless, all this other stuff. But that trauma from your parents not raising you right way, your partner, girlfriend, wife doesn't need to re-raise you and cope for all of that stuff. It's not woe as me. It's not a woman's job to deal with the negative effects of and your upbringing like the fact that like she thinks that like she was in the wrong makes me want to scream and you know like multiple things can be wrong and right at the same time like yes like her and her new relationship like oh my god there's so many things we could talk about here okay first her and her new marriage like okay she let him be him and heal at his own pace whatever that's fine. I get that. But, like, the fact that the issue in the first marriage was, like, his alcoholism and she thinks she should have just been more patient, baby. Oh, you got gaslit. Like, that is a problem, and that was fine, and I'm sorry that you felt like you were fucking nagging or that you were in the wrong or that he changed for the new girl or that you should have approached it different. Like, you had a family. Like, that, of course you want to fucking fix that problem. Yeah, like it goes back to what we were talking about before about the whole fixing issues, communicating about issues. If you don't know it's an issue, you can't communicate it. 
And this person got gaslit and now convinced that she should have dealt with her partner's alcoholism and whatever abuse or whatever came with that. And they so, should have waited it out. You don't have No one is obligated to do anything for anyone. Plain and simple. But also, no one's obligated to wade you through your problems because you're going through it. Like, if someone chooses to do that, good for them. That's their choice. But someone shouldn't feel bad because they can't deal with someone's, like, abusive things or what they're... And I think the thing with, like, alcoholism or any kind of addiction, too, Uh is, like, it's never personal. It's never about the other person. Like, people, like, get themselves out of alcoholism and addiction when they want to. It doesn't matter if it was with you or the new girl or somebody that was more, quote-unquote, perfect or patient. Like, fuck that bullshit. He changed finally because he got to a point where he had to because he wanted to. That has nothing to do with you. Like, that is the most toxic shit I ever read. And the fact that, like, it's framed as, like, this thing where, like, she had an epiphany and that she realizes and, like, she feels like once I healed, I realized and all these people liked it and, like, bought it for what it was. I didn't look at the comments, but I hope everyone's like what the fuck because as soon as i read that i was like what the fuck you gonna find out <laughs> you know i'm gonna find out we need out. to know we need to know because like someone sent oh, it to me and i'm uh, guessing like they wanted like my take and i did you see hope the account you see that this is on no spiritual word this is definitely some religious patriarchy oh god women you must be servitude to the men and make sure because you are the foundation they are the head it's so scary how like people will try to frame like spirituality as this thing to like manipulate people into taking abuse and for the record me and god are gucci but this bullshit about having women just be performing for men to help them with their problems because they're free therapy. Free therapy. I saw something the other day. Emo- emotional it. gold diggers. How men are emotional gold diggers. I mean, because they love to call mm. women gold diggers for money, but men are out here using women as free therapists, their friend to confide in because patriarchy and toxic masculinity has taught them that they can't be open and vulnerable with their homies. But when they get a girl, she has to take everything on her shoulders. That's emotional gold digging. So just think about that. Yeah. And then if a girl has like more than like two bodies on them, they're just like, you're, I can't do, I can't make the fact that. Lord, the way people still fucking talk about that. Like, how is this still a topic? Yo, before I go read these comments, before I lose this, and you can edit this out, but, um, (laughs) yo, uh, do you know the uh, R&B artist Donnell Jones? Donnell Jones. That sounds so familiar. He has a really famous song called Where You Want to Be. It has like a part in the chorus that says, Scooby and Dita, Dita, I never meant to hurt you, baby. <laughs> Maybe if I heard the song. All right. Um, but in the song, so the whole <laughs> the whole concept of the song is this, sorry, watching my language. This homie, <laughs> Donnell Jones, he is like, the whole song he's like telling like, yo, girl, I don't want to hurt you. But, I want to sleep with other people, but you want to be with me so bad. And it hurts me the fact that I keep hurting and cheating on you. And I want to break up with you. They sleep with these women, but I know it's going to hurt you, but I don't want to do. That's like the general premise of the song. So throughout the song, by the time it gets to the third verse, she leaves this homie. And (laughs) 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 she leaves this homie and then uh, goes on a date. 
he she's been dealing with this man cheating, going to parties, doing whatever, screaming, skip it up dee dee the whole <laughs> song. And then she goes on a date with a dude, a, n- a nice young person who seems like who actually cares. Has Wholesome. And he's like shows up outside of the restaurant in the window in the rain, screaming, "Scooby Doo, pretty much like, baby, no, baby, no, don't let that man have sex with you, baby, no, oh my baby, no, don't God. do it, oh, baby, no." And then she, like a fool, runs outside in the rain to like hug and kiss him. And oh like, my fucking so God! S- I'm so sorry, baby. And then uh, he cheats on her tomorrow. I mean, probably. But the point is, this is that bullshit. That whole like. Dude being like, oh, this is Cat I, just, dish. I need time to, like, think about this type of bullshit. Yo, it's, it's oh, like, my anyway, God. Reading this just reminded me of that video. And every time that song, because I used to love that song when I was younger, it would come <laughs> on. And I was, like, got older to listen to the lyrics. I was like. So many songs like man, that. This man is gaslighting this woman. So many songs like that. That's so fucked up. But, yeah, this whole thing, like, at so many points, I just want to be like, wait, wait, wait. Like, oh, and, like, it's so sad that it's on, like, a spiritual Instagram account. Like, trying to frame it as, like, just heal and you will understand that you just need to be more patient with this alcoholic abuser. Even though you have kids with him and have to live with him and deal with his bullshit. Be more patient. For real, when I was reading it, I was like, this sounds like this is some, like... What they would tell you at a church once you find out, like, your husband's going through some stuff. Like, you should just stick it out. You got kids. What you going to do? It's going to look bad for the community. It's so sad how they, like, make women have to deal with abuse, man. That's fucked up. Is everyone just, like, agreeing? Is nobody nobody smart? Uh, Well, no, there's definitely some people who are just, like... um, um, (laughs) No, (laughs) ma'am. Don't let that man guilt you into taking responsibility for his flaws. Uh, translation. He realized he messed up and vowed to change in his next relationship. No need to guilt trip. He's a, yeah, some of these top ones are better than other ones. Good. <laughs> There's a thin line between being patient and wasting time. Period. Uh, someone's like, I'm 50 50 on this. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Oh my God. It's so sad. And this is where I think the whole issue of pick me's. Come in so we could kind of talk about that because I feel like being a pick me very much is like adjacent with willing to just take abuse in the name of keeping a man because a pick me is very much going to be like I was patient and kind and healed him and allowed him to take 20 years to improve in the name of being a wife and not getting divorced. So you don't want to fall into that like I promise you. There's more to life than keeping a man while you're getting jacked through the mud. Continue with your beautiful monologue. What you find? Nothing. Just your upsetness. Just dudes, <laughs> dudes in the comments being like, oh, don't you know that sometimes dudes can just not work out for this relationship and it's just better in the other relationship because they have freedom and they grow. People deserve time to grow. <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, you can grow. Uh, you can realize you were a dick in this relationship. And realize that there's another person you're with, and they're just like, hey, person, I'm about to start this relationship. You kind of seem like a dick. And then you're just like, oh, man, am I? And because you want to be with that person enough, you change being a dick to change. But the other person should not feel bad about the fact you were a whole-ass dick the whole time. Literally. Literally. And they're all a bunch of freaking, what was it, Donnell Jones or Darnell? Bunch of Donnell Jones. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they would never sit there. 
if the freaking roles were reversed, I can guarantee you no man let, sit let, there and take it. Let me let me read you the opening lyrics to uh, Donnell Jones. <gasps> I left my baby girl a message saying I won't be coming home. I'd rather be alone. She doesn't fully understand me, but I'd rather leave than to cheat. If she give me some time, I think I, I can, have her. <laughs> I can be the man she needs. But there's a lot of lust inside of me. And we've been together since our teenage years. I really don't mean to hurt her, but I need some time to be alone. And the chorus goes, but when you love someone, you just don't treat them bad. Oh, how I feel so sad now that I want to leave. She's crying her heart to me. How could you let this be? I just need time to see where I want to be. Don't they always need time? Yo, how? Go do their fuck shit. Yo, while you're sitting there crying. Yo, how do you tell someone? Hey, hey, girl, I want to cheat on you. And I'm probably going to do it, but I, I also don't want to break up with you because I know you want to be with me. But I just want to let you know I want to cheat on you, but I don't want to hurt you. So I'm in a predicament. I don't know what to do. I feel so fucking bad that I got to do this. Like, how are you confessing how bad you feel before you do it? Like, you can't just not do it. Oh, this sounds so wild. Donna Jose ain't shit for this. Wild. Absolutely. Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. Yeah, so uh, in terms of pick-me's, do you think guys see when girls are pick-me's? Uh, just for we can have c- continuity. So what do you consider a pick-me? Just so I can be on the same page. Pick-me's is girls that are just willing to go along with whatever a guy has to say in the name of being picked, you know, not being discarded yeah. based on her going against what a man has to say and just dealing yeah. with anything, even if it's degrading. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Same page. So if you see, like, usually it's, like, stuff on the internet. Okay, so yeah. specifically, last week's episode, mm. what was it called? Mm. Season 5, episode 4, mm. When It's Going Real. Back. Um. Going back. <laughs> My pick me segment was about this girl that was talking about like, oh, like ladies, you need to realize like men need alone time and they just need their peace and quiet and that's okay. You just need to give him his space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause he's a child. Keep on going. And that was just basically and all the dudes in the comments like, yeah, you deserve an award for this. This is tweet of the year. Like you deserve everything. And then there was another girl in there like, but what about like if I just be quiet? Basically along those lines. <laughs> and then this guy's like, well, I'll need to hear it from your man to confirm. She's like, trust me, he has peace. Like, are there sane men out there that see things like this and they're like, yo, what the fuck? Like, you're weird? Because for me, I feel like guys see it and they're either going to be grossed out because, like, they're fucking smart and grown and not weird like that. Or they're going to take advantage of a girl like that and be with her because they don't want no one that's ever going to contradict anything or go against them or try to make them change their ways like this fucking crazy Instagram post. I mean, like, but if you get taught based off whatever your background, whatever, if you get taught that that's a goal for you, you should find a woman that would compromise whatever they will do for you. Like Red Pill Nation, how they're like, if she ever goes against you, she's not the one. Yeah, and that's how, how, unfortunately, some people feel. Like, I have never felt that way. I've definitely been in situations where people try to socialize and teach me that. And I was always just like, that just seems weird. Because for me, like, for me, I have too 
it might be because being egotistical. Yo, the fact that someone will like compromise themselves and not be happy just to act like they are just for me just bothers me too much. I can't trust like that. Like a turn off, maybe? It's a, it's a huge turn off to me. Like yeah. the fact that you would compromise your own integrity for me just because like it just seems like you're not happy, but also just seems like you don't have your own identity. And I love, I love passion. I love identity. I have a backbone. Yeah, I those are like the hottest things for me. Like someone who just has a passion, clear vision, and also has their own personality, whether it's bad, good, or in between. I'm that's always the thing with pick me's is they don't have any of those yeah. things. I don't want your personality. This remove the patriarch in general. I don't want anyone's personality to be wrapped around existing around mine. I want you to have your whole thing that I need. And you to know learn what's so navigate. funny? I keep seeing people talk about this on TikTok. That whole thing about how if you look at like guys' dating profiles. A lot of them are like, I want someone to like do this with me, this with me, this with me. And they basically want like a girl to just fit into their life versus just finding someone that they like get along with, that they can grow with. Like they're just like, I need a girl to watch football with me, to go fishing with me, to go hunting with me, do this, that. Versus like girls are just like. I don't think my profile says anything like that. <laughs> I know my profile Good. says nothing like that. Yeah, and, like, there's no problem with, like, wanting to have similar interests, but I think the difference between, like, someone that wants to pick me versus someone that doesn't is, like, you're willing to have things that you're different about, that you don't see eye to eye on, that, like, you don't have to have all the same fucking hobbies. Like, you're willing to try new things, but it's not like you're going to discard someone based on if they're not willing to do these things. Yeah. Like wanting someone to fit into your life versus both of you mutually adjusting and fitting into each other's lives. Yeah. And that's the thing about pick me's is they will throw their whole life away, change up their whole personality based on who they're with and like compromise their morals and like self sense of self and identity. But what I will say, um, cause like this kind of is connected and Cause I know there's like a, sometimes an argument about people who say things like uh, they were preferred to like the concept of being a housewife. Like they were like, Oh, I would rather just like take her in the house, have children do whatever. Cause whether or not they've been socialized to believing that and they want to do something else, I can't change that. Cause whatever yeah. path you want to live. That ain't no problem. So even with like pick me is like as much as that super sucks. Ultimately, if that's what they want to do, unfortunately that's it, it. It sucks and hurts. Cause like, most of the times I've ever gotten issues with someone I've tried to talk to has been like, I've always been like, what are your passions? What do you want to do? And they've just been very wishy-washy about it. Cause I just like, I just, how my energy is like, if I see someone has like a vision or like a passion, even if like, I don't know the skill or I don't have that skill, but I just want to be like, well, how can I help that person achieve their goal? That's why I get motivated by it. Cause they want to do the thing and that motivates me to want to do my thing, you know? Yeah, true. So. Yeah, that's something also that I had, like, seen was, there was this girl on TikTok, I don't know if it was a podcast or something, but she was talking about how, like, she had been with, like, a dude for, like, years, but, like, recently it just felt like she was, like, leveling up and, like, doing all these things, but, like, he was just not ambitious at all, had no goals, and, like, that could be an issue, and, like, the issue is not in itself that, like, someone doesn't have ambition, like, if your ambition is to just fucking chill and do what you do, make your money that's it that's fine like yeah, that's yeah. completely fine Ain't nothing wrong with that that's chill as fuck but like yeah when it starts to be an issue in a relationship that's when you need to take a step back and that's when maybe people talk about like when you grow apart because maybe at the beginning you guys are both down for that but if like someone's like having 
different ambitions, that's probably going to become a problem that I could see how that would become a turnoff looking at your partner while you're like working out here and like they're not. And it's completely valid as like yeah. kind of sad as it is, I guess. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, like I said, I can't tell people how to, cause you have to normalize your life to whatever accessibility. Cause some people don't even have the option to really choose. Like, cause I don't know. I imagine if, Unfortunately, if you're one of those families that where I feel like you just kind of exist to like get to a point for like your whole goal in life is to find someone that will be the head of the household and breadwinner and stuff. And that's how your family has even raised you to be. And that's all you've ever aspired to be. The idea of like not basing your personality around someone else can sound yeah. foreign. And but I think the problem is like where you don't have a backbone. Like, I recently talked about that whole issue with, like, Kim and Kanye with a Band-Aid. I don't know if you saw that. I heard you talk about that. (laughs) Recap, if you guys haven't seen that, basically, Kim was, like, venting to Chloe about how, like, her and Kanye got into it because, like, she got him a Band-Aid, and he was, like, this Band-Aid's, like, fucking with my outfit. I don't know if it was the color of the Band-Aid. You know, Band-Aids are made in different skin tones, and obviously, like, he's darker, so I think that's what it was, and, like, that's valid. I already went over that. But it was, like, the fact that he turned it into a whole fucking issue trying to make her go get a new Band-Aid, like, right now. Instead of, like, hey, next time, add it to your to-do list type thing, you well, know? Kim, if you care about Kanye, you should have just got him the Band-Aid. Yeah, so that was Chloe, and it was, like, so sad because it's, like, <laughs> Chloe, baby, we all see how your relationships work out and how being a people pleaser works out for you, right? Um, so what was my point about this? About like Tristan Thompson did not know that was his baby, clearly. Oh my god. This poor lady. Jordan Woods was right. And like my thing I always think about with that whole situation is like how much taller is Tristan Thompson than Jordan Woods? You're telling me it was all her. She like jumped up to him, climbed up to him and gave him a kiss. They're like a foot at least apart. I'm pretty sure you yeah. have to come down, baby. I'm sorry. I mean, he came down. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that whole thing, basically, and, like, the idea about, like, not having a backbone. Okay, I posted about that whole clip, and this girl literally was just like, but, I mean, she could have just got the Band-Aid, and I went to her page, and her whole page was just dedicated to making excuses for men and, like, how to please a man. I was like, in shock too stunned to speak and that's like how you're saying like some people really are just just raised like that and they truly don't see the issue in being a people pleaser or how like they can be taken advantage of yeah so uh yeah i just thought about something just imagine uh, the whole jordan tristan thing happened chloe be like how good jordan Make out with Tristan in public at his party. And I was like, how can Tristan make out with Jordan in public at his Like, party? she really only blamed Jordan. Like, she turned into, like, an evil-ass villain. Oh, man. The, 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 the whole, like, the Will Smith family had to come out, protect her, and, like, give her a platform of Red Table Talk to speak out and stuff. I was like, what? That shit was a wild. What a womanati. <laughs> she was really weird for that. And it was definitely just embarrassing. We could all see you shitting on Jordan while you're sitting there just like Kylie just like thinking Jordan. your man's innocent. 
Clay's like, Jordan, you're my best friend. How dare you hook up with Tristan? How dare Tristan hook up with me? What? Like, he literally has a history of that. Like, the fact, like, she took him from someone that was pregnant. Like, how else did you think this was going to end? Shout out to True. God, poor True. (laughs) Feels so bad. (laughs) But uh, I don't think he cares. I feel like that guy just doesn't give a fuck about none of his kids, none uh, of his baby mamas. I don't know what people care and don't care about. I just know based off the actions, uh, he does not care about having sex with other people who aren't Courtney uh, Kardashian, Chloe Kardashian, sorry. Yeah, no, nah, he doesn't care. Cause, dude, all this shit is televised. Like, if you're yeah. doing all this shit knowing it's televised and, like, your child is going to grow up and see this shit one day, you don't care. I mean, I just, I, like I said, when we were talking about the first episode with the Will Smith and Jada thing, it's like, just open up and just say, yeah, Polly, and keep keep it keep it pushing. Yeah, honestly. But I feel like once it's like you have that many public cheating scandals, it just looked like you just folded in the name of keeping a man at that point. Mm-hmm. And girls do that. I think some girls do end up in, like, open relationships oh, in the name yeah. of keeping a man. And oh, that's yeah. another pick-me thing. It's like... You just don't want to lose him. You don't want to, like, look bad. So you'd rather just let the world know that you're open in case your man fucks someone without telling you, which that's not really, like, a healthy open relationship. Like, aren't you supposed to communicate about these things? I mean, everyone has their own rules. But either way, you're just trying to save face at that point. How dare you have sex with my best friend in my bed? (laughs) We're open. (laughs) Yeah. So. We're open. (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh, if you didn't want me to have sex with your best friend, why would you let her come to my house? <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Um, okay, I ha- we have a lot of topics, but I wanted to get to one before we wrap it up. One last uh, thing. Yeah, we, we've been, we went off this episode. <laughs> Is it, we had a lot of topics, yeah. so it's okay. This yeah. outline was long as fuck. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ashley. So, this guy was like, we should talk about this. <laughs> Is that what I said? I said, because uh, so my general idea, we were talking about a bunch of things about relationships. Yeah. And Something spicy we could talk about. Compromising. So, uh, Ashley, uh, what would make you cheat if you. And you already predicted my answer. <laughs> I was like, I would cheat if I was cheating back. <laughs> gotta get my lick back. Gotta get, gotta get the get back. That's pretty much it. Uh,. You go, and then we can expand. Okay. Um, my response is also, I would cheat if someone cheated on me. Are you lying? No. <laughs> <laughs> so we both have the same answer. Okay. but So have you cheated before? Um, in my adult life. What does that mean in your adult life? Oh, no, because, like, well, I think about to, like, um... Like after high school? Like after high school. Because there's like definitely times like before like college. Seventh grade. I mean like just like different times. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. There's. there's, We'll say after high school. There's. I have definitely participated. Or in in a long term relationship. How about that? Long. Yo. To be honest with you. Outside of like. My poly relationships. I don't think I've ever been in a monogamous relationship. Consistently more than six months at a time. Okay. It's like a, a standard burnout period for six because six months like where you get the passion, you deal with the stuff, and then at six months you realize we don't like each other, and then you stop, and then 
you come back together at some point and you try it again. So it's a lot of six. I call it the six month rotation. When it's like new again. Yeah. Uh, but no, like I've de- I, I definitely been in situations where I've com may have compromised understanding or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I have, and I think the thing. I will always say no one can make someone cheat. Like no one. Well, no, I think I think if you're in a committed relationship and you understand that no one can make someone cheat. You can like choose to cheat for whatever reason. It can be justified. Yeah. <laughs> but no. But at one, the end of the day, you chose to do that. Yeah, you chose to do it, and I've definitely. Um. That's kind of like what my experience was. Yeah. Because like I've cheated before, and my thing was like. And it was like one time, one time only, and but I immediately felt bad and like broke up with him. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell him why. I mean, it had reasons, but that's the thing is like there was a lot of reasons and like things leading up to like where we weren't seeing eye to eye anymore, and like it just felt like he just didn't care anymore. And then like something happened where I was out without him. He didn't even fucking care. I was like trying to get him to come. But he was just didn't want to. I was like fuck you. So I ended up getting drunk and like just like made out with some guy I didn't fuck or anything and like I felt so bad and like I broke up with him basically because I just told him it was because the issues we had because the issues that kind of pushed me quote-unquote to cheat was like the reason that I had been thinking about breaking up anyway so just like me cheating made me realize like I can't be in this no more like if I cheated it's because I obviously don't love him anymore we don't need to be together anymore so that was, like, the reason for me. But, like, now I would obviously break up before I got to that. Yeah. Because it's fucked up. Yeah. But other than that, I would only cheat if I was, like, cheating back. But also at that point, I would just break up with someone if I was going to cheat. Like, I technically wouldn't play those games. But, like, if I needed to yeah. have a reason to cheat, that would be the reason. But I wouldn't, you know? Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. I, like I said, I've definitely... In the space of like being in a situation, if someone did something, I've definitely retaliated to do something along the lines of cheating. Um, but I also like have to admit that I've definitely operated in ambiguous circles where I may have been aware of someone's expectation, whether or not I've said I agree to those expectations of someone may have had those expectations of me, and I operated with not within those lines, and I regret that. But I think like in general, what what makes someone cheat? Well. It's a couple of things. So I feel like some people cheat because they just want to hook up or do whatever they want to do no matter what. And some people do it just because, I don't know, someone, because unfortunately a lot of times people operate in what are you, what have you done for me lately type of energy. Because uh, sometimes like if you definitely be been with something for an extended period of time and y'all might be in the low part of the relationship just because, like, I don't know, money stuff might be an issue. Someone might be having family issues. Like, it just in general, every time you hang around each other, is always processing Oh, emotions, I didn't you know what you mean. Like, when people are like, oh, you just haven't been showing me love like that lately. Yeah. And so I had to go find it somewhere else. Yeah, but then someone, like, even though you understand it's temporary, because it becomes easy. It's easy for someone who doesn't know you. It's easier to talk about bullshit to someone you don't know versus someone you're close oh my god about. people use that excuse all the time where it's like well i could talk to them and i just haven't been able to talk to you lately of course you could talk to them you guys don't have fucking real life issues you don't have history of course it's fucking easy with them like what do you like are you serious that's so fucking childish but yeah i would even say like from a perspective not just because this technically isn't cheating even from perspective of poly there's uh, moments with partners where like because i'm the closest person to them 
every time we end up interacting, if they're going through like a low period or whatever, is always like very low talking about heavy stuff. And they're just like, oh, I don't really want to do things yeah. like have sex or whatever because we're not in the mood. But then like for someone else who's like a side partner, they don't have to deal with that. So they're just like, oh, I get to get all the other benefits of what you've gotten, whatever. And like there's like definitely times I like felt ways about that, but let but the process instead of like even though my gut feeling was just like, oh, I can get get back too. And but I was like, or I could just have a conversation, to like, yeah, talk about it. And even though it's technically not cheating, even poly, but because emotional cheating happens, it's because cheating really is like comes with intent, right? Yeah. So if your intent is to like do something in relation to something else, then that's cheating. But me and Ash's answer is the only reason we would cheat is cheat if we get back. Yes. Because <laughs> we're going to get our get back. You ain't going to have us. I always say if I'm looking stupid, you looking stupid, and we're like two motherfuckers look looking stupid in front of each other. Then we all gonna look stupid. <laughs> Bet. Bet. Trying to make me look stupid. You about to look real fucking stupid. stupid. So toxic though. We Just talk. break up. We toxic. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> You're toxic, not me. Okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes you can have unhealthy. Uh, patterns and behaviors. I don't think that's necessarily toxic. No, I agree. Right? You know. But you can learn. And you can grow. Learn. I think if you're like willing to learn and grow, then it's not toxic. Like if you're like, I'm toxic and I accept it. Like if you're like all those people in Hoodville's comments, like he, I'm like y'all are toxic as hell. Oh my god. But. That's a conversation for another day. Another day. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and sticking around to the end. Make sure to follow me, Simpin' After Dark, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of that. New episodes every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Thank you for coming on. Anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I would like to thank Simpin' After Dark. Thank you, Ashley, for having me on. You could also follow me at Young Student Loans at all the ads, but young without the O, so like young instead of student loans. Young. Y-U-N-G-S-T-U-D-N-T-L-O-A-N-S. Those young student loans you haven't paid. student loans. loans. Uh, project coming out soon. King of the Low Key. And emo space Ooh, odyssey. Lit. That sounds exciting. I'm super. I'm super stoked for the project. But, May fifteenth. Yeah. Can't wait to hear it. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bye.